0: In the shadow of your wings I will abide forever and hear my spirit sings I will rejoice in. Welcome to In the Shadow of Your Wings with Pastor John Marins of the Granby Christian Church. The Granby Christian Church desires the lost to be saved and the believer to passionately pursue Christ in all that they do. Let's join Pastor John Marins for today's message. Good evening. Friends, Granby Christian Church tomorrow morning is going to celebrate what we call I Love You Sunday. There will be special music. The Lone Star Jubilee will be with us. And they're going to lead our hearts to the very throne of Jesus Christ that we might worship him in spirit and truth. It's going to be a glorious day. Come tomorrow at 1045 to Granby Christian Church and worship with us the living Lord who teaches us that every day should be A day of love. Friends, can you split a coin? Can you take a quarter and cut it in half, making it into two coins, each one being blank on one side and on the other side, bearing the marks of the mint that struck it? I suppose with the right equipment you could, but then for what good? By cutting the quarter of a dollar into two pieces, you have reduced the value of the coin by half neither an observant clerk nor a properly working vending machine would then receive the mutilated metal as money friends some of you will remember that quarters were once minted using ninety percent silver the quarter minted in 1964 or earlier was struck in ninety percent silver These do not have the telltale lines of a different metal that can be seen on the edge of the quarter, making it appear as a sandwich. Well, that's what it is. No, they are silver all the way through from one side to the other. Friends, that is the way that I pray, that God will enable us Enable me to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. I pray that we will share the whole truth and nothing but the pure truth of the gospel of salvation, which Paul, the apostle, preached, which James, the brother of Jesus, preached. So hear me carefully as we deal with our subject for today. We're going to talk about faith and works from the second chapter of the book of James. Shall we pray? Lord, I want this message, as well as all the lessons I share, to be completely consistent and faithful to your word, the Bible. I desire that they would be fully acceptable to you, Almighty God. In a world marked by the destructive power of false teachings, God I long to be, God we long to be, a voice of reason and light. So hear us, hear our honest prayer, and grant the desire of our heart. Lord, at the conclusion of our time together, may we all realize more fully the role of faith and works in our walk with you. Holy Spirit, would you please be our teacher? Holy Jesus, would you please be our protector and guide? Father, in the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Friends, in a lesson entitled Using the Bible Properly, Stephen J. Cole, a retired pastor who graduated from Dallas Theological Seminary, wrote, Mark it well. Heresy. Now listen to what he says. Mark it well, heresy. And friends, I see heresy as any teaching or action which contradicts or diminishes the power of the truths taught in the Holy Bible. Heresy always begins, Pastor Cole says, as truth out of balance. Again, heresy always begins as truth out of balance. There's always an element of truth in the teaching of cults. And that's how they entice people. They even have verses to back up their errors, so they prey on the untaught who are looking for, quote, something more in their faith, but they lead people away from dependence on the living God, and I would add, true dependence upon the Bible. Going back to the quote from Pastor Stephen Cole, if somebody handed you a $3 bill with a picture of Frank Sinatra on it, you wouldn't be fooled. A counterfeit always looks genuine at first glance. That's why we have to examine the popular worldly teachings cleverly cloaked with the Bible that are flooding the church in our day. They promote half-truths, half of a coin. They promote half-truths as if they were the truth of God, end of quote. The half-truth that we want to expose is the unnatural and unscriptural separation of faith and works. You've heard me say it many times, you who've listened to this program, that God saves us by grace through faith in his Son, Jesus Christ, as the Messiah. Indeed, we are saved by grace, Ephesians 2 8. But there needs to be a completion of that thought by reading the surrounding verses. Let's read Ephesians 2 8 in context. Let's back up to verse 4 and read through verse 10. Ephesians 2, verse 4 through 10. But God, who is rich in mercy, there it is, for his great love, or with he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us, that means made alive, he has quickened us together with Jesus Christ. By grace, ye are saved, period. Friends, let the Lord teach us. The word saved in Ephesians 2, 5 is in the perfect tense in the Greek. And this corresponds to the perfect tense in English and describes an action which is viewed as having been completed in the past once for all and not needing to be repeated. By grace you are saved. Going on to verse 6, "...and hath raised us up together." And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the coming ages he might show us the exceeding riches of his grace in kindness, his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. But don't stop reading. What does the very next verse reveal? Look at verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works, which he hath before ordained that we should walk in them. According to Roland Brandon's biography of Martin Luther, the church reformer, The book is entitled, Here I Stand. Luther wrote at one time, faith is a living, restless thing. It cannot be inoperative. In other words, it has to be moving. It has to be working. Luther goes on to say, we're not saved by works. Amen? Amen. We're not saved by works, but if there are no works, there must be something amiss with faith. Luther's words are consistent with the teachings of James the Just, the half-brother of Jesus Christ our Lord. We find his teachings in that wonderful letter that bears his name and is addressed to the twelve tribes in the dispersion. Let's read now from James chapter 2, verse 14, our chief text. "'What does it profit, my brethren? Though a man say he hath faith, and have not works, can faith save him?' Listen to that verse again. What does it profit, my brethren? Though a man say he hath faith and have not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, how does it profit? Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Note, James says, Faith without works is dead. Yes. Yes, he does. Yea, man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that God is one, thou dost well. The devils believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works? and by works was faith made perfect the word perfect there in the text means to make complete to carry through completely to accomplish to finish to bring to an end to add what has been what is wanting you know if you're making biscuits you better have baking powder in order to render a thing full to be found perfect to bring to the goal to the end to fulfill Going on to verse 23, the scripture was fulfilled, which said Abraham believed God and was imputed to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also." Jesus, our Savior and Lord, wants to be the boss of our life. He is our King, and we are to do the things that He commands us to do. Of course, we do this from our free will, but Christians, we are to obey Jesus Christ. We obey Him in all things. Again, this would be impossible without grace, but it is not impossible with grace. Rather, obedience to Jesus Christ is the norm of the true disciple of Jesus Christ who believes in Him as the Messiah. Obedience to the commandments of our Lord Jesus Christ is the very best way for us to show to the world that the death that Jesus died on the cross did indeed take away our sins. Amen? So let's talk to God about these things. Yes. Let's take these moments now to talk to God about faith and works, and let's allow God to bring the balance to these doctrines, lest he accuse any of heresy. Shall we pray? Almighty God, our Father in heaven, some in a vain attempt to cover their sins and soothe their burning conscience, try to rewrite the gospel once for all delivered to the saints. Lord, they sound long and hard, the teaching of salvation by grace, but they do so without finishing the thought that true salvation is always accompanied by true repentance. Jesus said, repent. Jesus teaches that the born again not only experience a change of mind, but there'll also be a change of heart and a change of behavior. Father, your servant Susanna Wesley was so true to your teachings when she said, there are two things to do about the gospel, believe it and behave it. God, we want to believe the gospel, amen, but we want to behave it too. God, we want to be your servants. Father, she also said something that, you know, in my heart has brought great conviction. Father, something that I want to talk to you about. She said, Father, whatever weakens your reason or impairs the tenderness of your conscience or obscures your sense of God or takes off your relish of spiritual things, in short, whatever increases the strength and the authority of your body over your mind, that thing is sin to you, however innocent it may be in itself. God, keep me from sin that looks so innocent. Yes, keep us from sin. Sanctifies by thy truth, thy word is truth. Father, true faith truly saves. It's a living faith. And all who profess to have faith without works are walking dead men. I don't want to be a walking dead man. Real faith really saves. Real faith really sanctifies. Just go ahead and talk for a second. Father, real faith really saves. Real faith really sanctifies. Real faith really leads a believer to want to walk more closely with your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, causes them to want to be more pure. Father, we're not above Jesus Christ. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. Father, you have said it's enough for a disciple to be like his teacher and a servant like his master. So grant us full grace, not only to be saved, but also to be transformed as we daily look into your perfect law, your perfect law of liberty that sets us free from the bondage to sin and to death. May our souls long daily for bread, the living bread of the teachings of Jesus Christ, who has always called us to live out our faith as empowered by His Holy Spirit. Lord, you know our heart. Our desire is to bring souls to heaven. Our desire is to be a true witness to the gospel. Yes, indeed, Father, you save us by grace through faith. So take us into that deep place of consecration, sanctification, so that we might live out our faith. We might clothe the naked, might feed the hungry, who might preach truth to the lost. And Father, as you do all of these things, we're going to be quick to give you the glory and the praise. Father, hear us. We're sincere before you. Hear us. Bring perfect balance to our teachings concerning faith and works. May may we see these as two sides of the same coin. May we understand this wondrous, wondrous balance. In the name of Jesus Christ and for his sake we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to In the Shadow of Your Wings with Pastor John Marins of the Granby Christian Church. If you don't have a church home, they would like to invite you to join them this Sunday for morning worship at 1045. The church is located at 969 Granby Miners Road in Granby, Missouri. Have a blessed weekend and remember to abide in the shadow of his wings. I will rejoice in you, my God, in the shadow of your way. For 60 years, Crowder College has been empowering students to soar to new heights. From agriculture to education, to business, sports, and the newest technologies. Crowder always has something interesting going on. I'm Adam Winkler of k and Radio. Join me each week as I talk to a different person from Crowder College about what's been happening and what's coming up next. It's the Insider's Guide to All Things Crowder. Subscribe today to the This Week in Crowder College podcast, available from the Sky High Podcast Network.